0: Welcome to Beyond My Title. I'm Nikiba, and I wear a variety of hats. I'm a sales advisor at a startup in New York City, but that's my nine to five. Beyond My Title, I created a skincare line in my dorm room kitchen in 2010. Three years later, I launched Corey Renee, a plant-powered skincare line that is inspired by nature and powered by plants. I am very passionate about empowering others through storytelling. I believe that we all have a unique story and it goes deeper than our title. I created this podcast to share conversations about how we identify ourselves, our work, and the legacy we wish to leave behind. This podcast was brought to you by Bib Media. Born in Brooklyn, believe the hype. Today, Omar Rada is joining us. Omar is a self-proclaimed knife nerd that struck the culinary world by storm. He is the co-founder of Meason, a kitchenware company that raised over $25,000 in hours and over um, $1.1 million in 30 days. He has an extensive background in finance, strategy, and merchandising, and he's the former president of Fresh Direct. Omar is a serial entrepreneur who explored vertical farming, pet care, and consumer pharmaceuticals. And little known fact, he introduced the world to athleisure before they even knew what it was with an exclusive <laughs> clothing line, Proof, that, uh, that specialized in technical fiber clothing. Welcome, Omar.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm so happy to have you with me.
1: I am excited to be here. Awesome. I'm, I'm trying to talk directly into the microphone and look at you, and it's <laughs> same, hard. Same,
0: same. I'm gonna turn this way. I'm gonna
1: do that too.
0: Okay, cool. Right. All right, we're ready to rock and roll. I so. think so. <laughs> so, with all of that on your, you know, life experience, um, the different life experiences you've had. Yeah. What is your title?
1: I'm still trying to figure it out.
0: I hear you. That's why we're here on Beyond My Title. It's
1: like when on TV when they they you know interview someone and you get a sixty year old person. They say, "You know what? I'm still just trying to figure it all out." It's a journey. It is a journey, but there's a lot of really interesting stuff to do. So
0: definitely. So what are some of the interesting things that you do?
1: Are you are you hit all of them? <laughs> I don't definitely. have anything else to say. <laughs> um, no, currently I am thrilled to be spending all of my time, and then some, um, on democratizing kitchenware, trying to put really incredible tools into people's hands um, at good prices. But before that, there's there were a lot of other things, but even then and now, um, you know, titles are, are just that, titles. And there's, there's a lot of ways to approach any venture or endeavor, but... Ultimately, it's what you're doing, not really what it's called.
0: I hear that. Very, very, very true. just so many different things I have to ask and just want to want to learn more about you. But um, I'm really impressed with what you do. Thank you. I use your um, chef's knife every day. Oh, I use the butcher knife to cut my <laughs> apples in the morning, you know, and it's just been really a joy using the different um, tools that you and your team have invented and or or, you know, put a different twist to it, yeah. you know, whether it's like the. um I guess you're, you, you're the expert here. So for your knife handle.
1: Oh, it's the, yeah, so it's comfortable. There's, um, there's a part called a, uh, a sloping bolster, which makes it much more comfortable to grip and it gives you a lot more control.
0: Definitely. I will say that I you've successfully allowed me to, um, or at least you've helped me step my, my um, game up in the <laughs> kitchen for sure. Just because like literally before I had a Mesa knife, I feel like every knife that I had before sucked. And, you know, I think that that's something that many people experience, whether it's like the pots and pans that they have, you know, you're like going to the store and you're pretty much, maybe you go to IKEA, love yeah. IKEA. Yeah. Um, but I think that you're just you know for most of us, we're just trying to get whatever we can for our for the lowest price without necessarily thinking about the quality. Um, and something that I love about Meeson is that it is affordable and, um, you know, you guys just had another Kickstarter Yeah. that I'm super excited for my nonstick pan to come yes. so that my eggs don't get burnt, you know, and <laughs> it's easy to just scrape off. And I think there's a spatula also coming. So
1: a spatula. the, the spatula is just as cool as the pan. Our friends at a, a company called Get It Right Make It. So they're they're really really fun. They're both awesome tools.
0: Nice. Yeah. Very cool. What is it like collaborating with other um, you know, makers? Like
1: It's it's fun. I mean, especially there's never been an easier time to create a product today, but doing everything before and after creating a product is I think what separates a lot of people um from sort of just what pops up on a whiteboard to actually putting something that is incredible in people's hands, especially at scale. Um, And so anyone that has done that just can empathize with others. And it's just fun. I mean, collaborations are interesting these days because there's sort of a mutual vetting process. Like you have to find people that you get super excited about what they're doing and vice versa. And it has to be at the right time and right place. And a lot of those collaborations are, I mean, candidly what separate out a lot of the noise these days too. I mean, there's there's so many more products than there ever been, and doing collaborations just they take time to do, and so both people really want to do well. So I always just find them pretty special to do. Um, so the one we did with Get It Right was just you know hopefully one of many to come. Um, but yeah, they're really fun. They're just and it's always just energizing being around other creators too, seeing how they approach things in different ways and similar ways. You always get cool ideas. It's it's just a blast.
0: Very cool. I um from the different markets that I've had the opportunity to to you know share Corey Renee with, um, I've been able to meet so many different interesting creatives and you know entrepreneurs and people that are making hats, you know, and did sewing. You, did and you do collabs? I've collaborated with my designer yeah, on yeah. labels. So that's something I've done a collaboration with in that regard. Yeah. Um, and she was, she is a friend. Um, but as far as like actually Corey Renee, you know. X something exactly, else. Exactly, I have not had that opportunity, but I definitely look forward to making that happen in the future.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah. It's gotta be the right person or organization though, right? For
0: sure, for sure.
1: That's so important.
0: Yeah. Right now, I'm in the rebranding phase, so I feel like it's, it's a process. So I, right now, that's like all of, it, my focus is beyond my title in Corey Renee right now. Um, and I hope that you know, as we move into 2019, that that continues to be something that I'm able to focus more of my energy on That's sure. That's a lot of things to do. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Wh- what's
1: going on with rebranding?
0: So right now, I'm, working, I'm looking for a new package designer. So I have, I'm using Upwork upwork is a are you familiar with upwork Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm new to this world i um put up a job description i believe maybe a week ago and i have a plethora of proposals to review and i also have a recommendation from a good friend that has a um she has like she also has a skincare line but more of a um like oil-based skincare line um Mm -hmm. but in general at some point soon before the year closes i'm going to be reviewing those proposals and looking at the designer that she encouraged me to check out, but right now my hands are tied with Beyond My Title <laughs> <laughs> and many other things. But, I get um, it. yeah, but those are like the two things that the intentions that I'm setting out that's like where my interest needs to be all of my energy and just making time for it. I get it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Totally get it. So, Omar, how do you identify yourself?
1: Oh, man, that is, uh, that's a, very expansive question. Um, I'll try to answer this in a very thoughtful way that I would imagine a smart person answering this question. <laughs> I, th- I was having this conversation with with a friend who, inter- interestingly, he's um, sort of just a really really interesting character. He owns and operates two co-working spaces in new york he's a fashion designer by trade he's the type of person that can sort of build and fix anything like races motorcycles just kind of a cool person um and we were we were chatting and we sort of identified around this one notion of people that don't quite fit or sort of straddle lines um i did finance for a couple years after school and most of my close friends are are finance professionals but that never really just sort of fit to me Um, and even sort of within the world of entrepreneurship, you know, or I I truly hate that word, but having an idea and sort of seeing it through to fruition, there's just sort of a, a, sense of being unfulfilled or not satisfied with why something is and wanting to see it a different way. And so it's good and bad. Sometimes it's lonely. Sometimes it leads to really incredible things. Um, but as long as I can remember it's just been sort of straddling a lot of different worlds I mean we both grew up in Maryland and I was always very fortunate in the schools that I grew up with that you know jocks and nerds were not two different groups of people they were the same and I was only later in life sort of aware of that and um I think that's kind of um yeah that's my attempt at answering a very thoughtful question (laughs)
0: I can definitely relate what was it like growing up in Maryland for you in Prince George's County
1: um it was great I people uh, oftentimes well oftentimes people tell me that they had like progressively more interesting and diverse experiences when they grew up and I actually feel like it's been literally the opposite I feel like at least where we grew up or where I grew up in Prince George's County, just outside of DC, was just incredibly diverse and just a really, truly one of these places that maybe I'm looking back with rose tinted tin lenses, if that's the expression, but it was just great. Different types of people, nationalities, cultures, all sort of wrapped up into one. Um, and I feel like I've I've gotten away from that. I mean, yes, New York City has a billion people, and but it's it's you know people are sort of exist within their pockets for better or for worse and um, and I miss sort of that um, that type of environment where I grew up in I think it was a really interesting place to to grow up um, just tons of exposure and yeah it was good I miss it
0: definitely i often reflect on growing up in in um, colombia and i would say it's, it's a very similar experience like colombia pretty much was planned on diversity so it's the same exact feel that you just described where your friends look like the united colors of benetton i was or, gonna say you that you know yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just like that's how yeah. it is like i go to my friend's house i have persian food i have yeah, yeah. you know like totally. ethiopian food all sorts of different types of cuisine you hear different languages you get to like really just be okay with embracing other identities and I think that that really shaped us into who we are today Um, and it's something that I do miss as well just because when you're out in the world it's like you said you don't you know the, the jock and I forget what the other...
1: Jocks and the nerds. The
0: jocks and the nerds. Yeah, it's like, you know, you can be, we're all one and the same. Like, you can be on the team and yeah. you're hanging out with everyone and you're at the games or you're playing and it, the support is there when it's homecoming time. You're building the float together. Ah, so Building the floats. <laughs> building the floats. I, I don't just, think they have room here for that. There's no floats here. That's sad.
1: There's no floats. <laughs> yeah. They probably do other cool stuff, though.
0: True. Would you ever move back to the DMV?
1: oh man things change when you have kids and uh it's nice to be around family when you have children so um as incredible as new york is it's also nice to be you know in in different environments with a little kid so for sure yeah never seen ever. it's a it's a good place for kids but um right now love being in new york there's just i mean there's so much here so maybe though
0: who knows?
1: Yeah, who knows?
0: What is fatherhood like for you?
1: Fatherhood is great. Um, it's I wish I had more time to be sort of just a relaxed, casual dad, but it's it's fun. I a lot of a lot of dads I know who are just incredible fathers, e- even through the first sort of twelve months of the of the. I was about to say the thing growing up, the kid growing up. They didn't really get that excited, but once they were able to play and interact with their kids, um, they were more interested. But uh, since day one, it's just been magical to me and just so neat to see how this little blob that, you, you know, manipulates you, cries and does terrible things is also the most magical thing in the world. So it's been pretty awesome.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. It's very it's very, very fun.
0: Shout out to your family for, you know, making helping make this interview happen, you know? It takes a village. It and
1: it takes a very incredible wife who yeah. does who does ninety nine percent of the work. So but it's it's very fun being a father. It's not easy but it's very fun.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. When did you start down your path that led you here to entrepreneurship? Even though I know you said that's not a not a word that you're <laughs> really into, but
1: well, it's kind of awkward to pronounce entrepreneur.
0: For sure, I and spell as well.
1: <laughs> Thank you, spell check. <laughs> um, when did I start down the the path?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. I knew I wanted to start a company for a while. Um, And after a few years in finance, which were rewarding, but ultimately sort of not what I was interested in doing, I I wanted experience, which is why after um, a couple years post-college, I joined Fresh Direct. Um, It's an incredible company, incredibly tough to operate. Food's as we all know, is tough, but building the first and best pure play online grocer, May not seem like that big of a deal now, but then, and, and still now is, I mean. Definitely. It's, you're building a grocery store and a, and a full cold storage chain and operating a full delivery fleet, and thankfully I did not have to do all of that, but just that's a tough business to run, and I wanted to be around some just incredibly talented, smart people that were doing that. Um, and so that was kind of just a stepping stone for me to learn a lot to then go out and do something else. Um, and so it had always been in my mind i think the question of sort of that we or at least i am continually trying to answer is why are we doing this because it's not it's not an easy path you know it's it's often hard and sort of non-linear and you're still trying to figure stuff out at every single point and stuff goes wrong every day but it's it's still just incredibly fun and rewarding at the end of the day when you can create a product or when you can put something into someone's hands that wasn't there before. Like that is just truly, truly special, being able to have that. Um like to this day, the anytime, you know, customers probably don't think, you know, people will read a lot of their feedback, good or bad, but I when I'm having a bad day, I truly like to see customer uh feedback, you know, so the Mm -hmm. user views because, you know, there's the occasional bad one there, but there are some just truly delighted people, and it's nice to just communicate with them absolutely um and that's that's ultimately what's special, even if you sell a ton um the the personal action interaction of your work to affect someone's life that's really special um, and just seeing that germinate from like one random idea you had. Um, into a finished product, it's cool. It's really awesome.
0: I find that that relationship and that accountability is what really keeps me going as well when it comes to the different supporters that have supported Corey Renee from 2013 till now. It's like even when I've gone through periods where it's it's literally just me, like fulfillment, creating the hydration butter, boiling the shea butter down. I'm going in the opposite, but it's like literally like the whole process. And um, just you know, whether it's someone that I see personally that's like, oh, are you still making, you know, you still making hydration butter, or it's someone that's like, hey, I sends me a picture on Instagram, like the DMs, and they're like, hey, it's empty, like, can I order more? And yeah, I'm hurry just, up, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's like it that just reaffirms exactly that you're you know doing what you're you're destined to do. It's you know?
1: it's it, it's completely nice just to hear those you know, very personal things of like this thing, this thing, whatever this random thing is that you did and like made my day better. Yep. Made my life better. For sure. It feels good. It feels really nice.
0: So how, Omar, how do you recharge your batteries? Because you're literally going. Like I see you often and I feel like you're going. You're in China.
1: Yes. uh, I think I need to, I think maybe this is my therapy. I think I need to recharge more because oftentimes it's just go, go, go um and then you know sleep for a little bit too long on the weekend maybe there but it's not finding a balance is often very tough and that is I think something that if you're out of it for too long is bad and so you know even I mean even if it's just uh, 10 minutes out of your day at various points like that recentering I think is crucial um, and something that I've even just recently started to attempt to do a little bit more. Um, a lot of the building blocks that I think make up a healthy life often sort of elude people when you're sort of just all in. And whether Definitely. that's e- whether that's exercise, whether that's just like you mentioned breathing, um, that is even before the new year sort of rolls around, something I personally am just trying to get back into the swing of things you know, starting a young company, um, being a new dad, like a lot of those are not conducive to routine and, um, and sort of balance and it can, it definitely wear as awesome as everything is, but it, it's, it'll be good to get into a groove of self-care, even if in small pockets, but, you know, self-care for me is honestly cooking. So, it, Same. In, in in some ways, just making a lazy meal on a weekend is my own therapy. So, um, fortunately, that's also my work. So, it's it kills two birds with one stone.
0: Did you go to culinary school at all? Did you? Were, were, are you? Have you been a chef in any other like a self-proclaimed chef? Are you?
1: No, I would not insult a chef by okay. calling myself a chef. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I thought very hard about going to culinary school. Mm-hmm. Um, decided not to, but um, in particular when I was at Fresh Direct was just to the nth degree cooking every single which weird thing, reading everything I could about, you know, whatever weird thing we were at at the time. Um, one winter I cooked 40 chickens in a month just to, you know, get that perfect roasting recipe. I cured wow. meats in my closet, just really weird project based stuff that just is not what you should do in a normal life, but it's really fun. Also at Fresh Direct, I mean, they had vendors coming through to sort of, you know, show show their wares and, and try to carry stuff, and so there was always just access to incredible samples and foods, and of course the people there were what really made it special, and so just surrounding yourself in that type of environment, it's awesome, and um, I do think, in hindsight, it, it would have been both very challenging um, and fun to go to culinary school. But uh, so maybe one day it's you know it's something you can do the rest of your life for sure. I don't know if it's. I guess it's a young person's game because it's it's grueling. You know, it's it's very physically demanding for sure. Um. But uh, yeah, I think I mean I think it'd be really fun one day.
0: So can you tell me more about curing meats in your closet?
1: I would not advise it but it was at one point very fun Um, to cure meat you should generally have a uh, coldish dry environment Um, and in New York if you have radiators in your apartment that means you have to do it in the winter when it's freezing outside and so for the month of, I think, January, a few years ago, I kept my windows open for an entire month wow. while the radiators, which I could not turn off, were on and cured meat in my closet. Um, it sounds super gross, but the meat came out really well.
0: Did anyone inspire you cooking-wise? Like, did you grow up in a household with, with home-cooked meals?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, as is often heard, my, my mother and grandmother, um, my grandmother is turkish and so she prepared a lot of traditional turkish dishes that i mean she's passed at this point but she was i mean just a fantastic fantastic cook and my mom who um i admire is one of these people that can just combine flavors and she anything she makes is good i mean it could be a crappy cut of meat um some vegetable she just has this innate ability to make things taste good what like across the board um and does it in a really just seemingly effortless way and i don't know if it's a combination of the fact that she's just a mom that just seems to be pretty you know common but i always just admire anything that she she makes it just tastes so good um and I like that, because it's not fussy, nothing's fancy. Mm-hmm. I remember when she came to New York one time, um, I was in finance and I took her to a nice dinner and she had a great time, she was just happy to see me. But I could tell she just, she didn't care. Like, yes. and, and we were talking about it afterwards and she, she was like, yeah, you know, I just, I mean, I love going out, but she would be happier at a place where she can't cook that type of food. Mm-hmm. And so I think she would be happier at, you know, a Nepalese place you know way out in you know XYZ borough in New York versus that whatever you know fancy mm-hmm. place I took her um, and so it's just it's you know, I appreciate that type of cooking from her more
0: definitely I find that now when I go out to eat like when I first moved to New York I just went wherever my friends were going I pretty much let them take the lead but now that you know, I'm more conservative with what I spend especially on food. Yeah. Um I find that I'd like to go to places where I can at least get something and like learn something different as far as like the the dish that I'm getting so that I can try to recreate it. So that's kind of where I gain my inspiration in the kitchen more so now when I go out.
1: Yeah, no, totally. I mean, in New York. Some of the nicer restaurants can be. It's funny. I think I was, they, <laughs> there's this band of restaurants in New York, and this is coming from someone who does not eat out that much anymore. But there's this band of restaurants in which entrees are like you know, fifteen bu- to twenty bucks for a burger, and twenty to thirty bucks for everything, and maybe a fancy steak's thirty-five, and they're all kind of the same. Like yeah. they're they're fine. They're all f- totally fine. They're good. The ambience is good. Like. But they're not like truly special. Yeah. You're like, you know, you know, I went to that place. I sp- I spent 14 bucks on a cocktail. I spent nine dollars on a beer. But they don't like re- they don't make you remember no that. No
0: wow factor. Yeah. It's there's no like, wow. Yeah.
1: But and you, uh, and those are the type of places as you get older. You don't have that much time. You want to go to the places that wow you. And sometimes they're fancy. Other times they could be a two dollar random crazy thing.
0: Yeah. Definitely. And it's those
1: memorable things that that stick around.
0: So how does life outside benefit your work?
1: How does life outside benefit my work? Wait, did I get that right? Mm -hmm. How does life outside benefit my work? In some ways, you know, people start companies with really intense focus groups, and um, that is a very thoughtful way to start things sometimes. Other times, people... You know, start companies and, and pursue projects based on personal experiences. The 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 first company I started was, for lack of a better word, sort of an a, an early athleisure venture, and um, the idea was to, um, you know, inject a lot of the benefits from technical fabrics into everyday clothing. So, a lot of the um athletic gear that people have it stretches so it's pretty comfortable it wicks sweat and moisture so you know you stay fresh Mm -hmm. you don't need essential oils and spritzes um on the flip side it repels whether it stains or this and so you have all these really cool benefits um the problem is at the time when i was doing that um i was buying this really incredible fabric from switzerland and making the goods in new york so Fancy Swiss fabric plus cut and sew in New York equals Mom, very yeah, yeah, it's expensive, and so um ultimately, I was making this amazing product, but it was just really uh it was expensive, and I mean, I think a pair of pants was hundred ninety bucks, and for what it was, they were great if I sold it through traditional retail, it would have been four hundred and I learned something about myself that even though that may for what it was have been a good deal um I like value, and I like telling other people and providing value to other people. A really incredible product, but at an accessible price. And so I think, you know, being comfortable with that and aware of that led me to kind of where I am with Mieson, which is starting a company for myself um, in some ways and and sort of how my own life has mirrored and benefited my work is that I realized that I and many other people want to get a good deal they want good value and so being really aware of that um i think has truly affected how each of our um decisions are made at work specifically from product development like what is this thing that we're making you know does it actually impact someone is it a nice to have is it a necessary feature um and in some ways it's making a product for myself in which i think i represent a large group of people um and so I think that is a very direct way. And obviously that has to be checked against data for sure. But um, I'm one of those people. Yeah, yeah. Value. Yeah. yeah quality. I, you know, I, I learned that about myself and then I learned, I mean, it may sound simple or, or in in hindsight, but, you know, these days, I mean, every everyone has wanted to spend, you know, get something for free for a long time. That's why Walmart exists. But this, in this day and age, you know, this whole D2C movement, none of these brands are the cheapest. What they are are exceptionally good at providing value. Um, And I think that is more and more common. People want to know why something is good. They want to know the provenance of whatever it is. They want to know the story behind it. Definitely. They want value. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's really important. Totally.
0: What are you curious about right now? I hear a bunch of different, you know, things that you're curious about, but is there anything in particular that you're specifically curious about right now?
1: That is a tough question because I think that is one quality that sort of defines who I am, just curiosity about sort of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Man. Jeez. I am curious. Just this is the most recent thing that came to mind and I was was doing a little bit of work on it. Um, I'm curious about just... Diets and sustainable diets. The a friend, a friend of a friend is um, on this keto, ketogenic, yeah, yeah. And it seems like an interesting enough thing to do for a, like a short period of time. But I just can't see how eating. And I'm. I know some of this is backed by science, but I just don't get how eating that much fat or bacon every day for a long period of time can be healthy. But and so I've just never been in that world. So I'm very curious. Not keto, just. And I hesitate to call them fats because I'm sure for some people they're truly fantastic and they <laughs> yep. are very helpful.
0: Avocado, there's so many different healthy fats. Is ke- I think for keto yeah, yeah. you can eat like a lot of avocado. You can eat
1: whatever. Tons of fats, yeah. I think. No sugar or very few sugars type mm-hmm. of situation. So that's and you know as we approach the new year, that's I have to get rid of this dad bod. That's uh that's very high on my mind right now.
0: <laughs> you you just started doing CrossFit again? Did you did you tell me
1: that? I I did. I did it for like a, a six-month stretch five years ago, and it was great. And um, it is—I'm in a lot of pain right now. I did my first class.
0: I hear you. I'm also in pain. I deadlifted uh, what I think it was 115 pounds yesterday. What? And- It was just, it was a lot, it was very intense. I actually use those, um, the weights that are like, I think they're like kilo. There's something that you just don't really know what you're lifting. (laughs) Like, you know, like you have your regular black weights typically, or maybe they're like old school steel or whatever, but then you have like these other ones that are They kind of look like they're, they're not plastic, but like, it's like a colored flesh or I don't, I don't know. I'm like new, I'm not new to lifting weights. I started in like February, but I don't know what anything's called. I just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like, you basically, I think it's in kilos or something. Are you, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what they're called. I have no
1: idea what you're talking about. Okay.
0: So basically it's not like they're, they don't say pounds. So you basically have to like multiply by two. Okay. And then... That's like, metric. It, metric, yeah. I'm not into that. I don't know what that means. So I'm just like, I put them on and I'm like, okay, this is heavy. And I'm like asking these guys, I'm like, how many pounds <laughs> am I lifting right now? And they're like, multiply by two and the bar is 45. I lifted like 115, deadlifted 115 That pounders. sounds
1: like more than I can do.
0: You're going to get there, Omar. It's it's. I didn't think that I ever could do this. It's just like my goal in the gym is just to get stronger. And I, it's really cool to see myself get stronger because that's just not the, the – that's the last thing I thought that I would be doing. Continuous sure. improvement, I think, yeah. is
1: yeah. That's wow. That's intense. It's crazy. Curiosity is good.
0: Definitely. Mm.
1: The other thing I'm just always curious about in this day and age, and if you do, if you do something enough, you just have develop a deeper appreciation for it. And creating a product is certainly, by no stretch, easy. But it's also relatively easy to create a product. I'm not saying it has to be the world's best thing, but um, I could create another pen very easily, but doing every single thing right at every step of the process until you've actually gone through it and learned from your mistakes or others' mistakes you Absolutely. you don't truly uh, appreciate how and this is certainly in the context of a business, but like how um, impressive it is for some people to just execute from. Designing the thing without any flaws so that the manufacturing's easy, to actually doing the whole manufacturing perfectly, to actually making sure that the marketing is lined up perfectly. And in this day and age, um, marketing something in a new and compelling way, um, it's just it's it's truly impressive when you see it done well. And as with anything, you know, you see Roger Federer play tennis; he doesn't look like he's sweating, and you're just like, man, like what are you doing? um and so you know certainly it's close to home right now with what we're doing I always just appreciate that more um uh-huh. what are you curious about right now what that's am a great I curious question
0: about um mindset and like th- your ability to change I would say like um you know with so many different projects that I or so many things that I'm passionate about I'm trying to like really like okay so for instance I'm the type of person where you know I'm so multifaceted I have so many different interests I want to do this I want to do that so right now I'm trying to limit the amount of things that I say I want to do this I want to do that and really hone in and focus on the things that you know yeah and I'm really passionate about so this podcast is something that I really wanted to happen and we were supposed to start maybe like two months ago, but I had, um, you know, just, I have a lot of things happening with the fan on the family front right now. So I, um, you know, postponed it and, um, you know, that's something that I'm passionate about, but it's really like in that time, I would say just trying to like strengthen myself from, from within for all the things that I'm going through. I'm, I've been shifting my mindset of like, Like in general, I'm always a positive person. That's like me. If you know me, that's my attitude. But during the challenging times, it's been hard to be positive. So I've been doing different things, you know, like I've been doing journaling and I've been like waking up earlier to make time for myself. So I've been like really just trying to dive deeper into like my why and like what I want my life to be like. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm turning 30 in January. I don't know if it's because of that. But it's just like, I'm, I feel like I'm shaping my mindset and then also just learning about like, why do we have the mindsets we have? Why do we you know, have the attitudes that we have towards things and like what comes from the energy that you're projecting each day? So I would say just overall, you know, reading a lot of books on mindset or like taking a few things from books because I, I haven't been able to like sit down and read a book as, as much as I'd like to. I haven't had that like time um but that's something i'm curious about i'm curious about traveling i'm going to brazil for my 30th birthday so that's something that i'm trying to like really commit to and i'm and i'm also curious about like financial um freedom that's something that i'm really curious about as well and just trying to like you know really tack down this debt from student loans you know just like really make a commitment and like Um, I have a great partner and we're just like trying to build a life together. So those, I would say like those three things, mindset, travel, and financial freedom, those are things I'm really curious about right now.
1: I have a plan. Yeah. Let's sell a lot of spritzes.
0: Let's do it.
1: I don't know (laughs) what kind of monster wouldn't buy a spritz.
0: Yeah. No, it's that, that's the, oh, okay. That's also something I'm curious about is like package design. What is it about package design that pulls you in? oh I I love package, package design, but I feel like it's been something that like I, in the past I've had something that I like and that's what Corey Renee looks like now, but Mm -hmm. I'm so over that and I'm so different than that. So that's something I'm also curious about is like what, like I guess, I guess, like even with Misson or any product that you've had, you've been passionate about things, but sometimes you can't make those decisions for your business based on what you're passionate about. It's about sometimes what, what potentially visually might sell, like what is useful to your users, and like you know what captures you. Like I feel like in the past, um, my packaging might have been on the more feminine side, so now I'm trying to appeal just to everyone. So what does that look like? Is it readable? Can you see the letters when you're walking past it in the aisle? Like, does it capture you? So that's something I'm curious about as well.
1: Yeah, packaging design is super fun. There's an incredible site called The die Line.
0: I was just – I, mean, yeah, I yeah. love that website. It's so great.
1: And, and some of the some of the ones on there are – it's not that they're just beautiful because, I mean, many of them are in their own way. But some of the more interesting ones are just clever. Like yes. There, there is one for – I forget. Blanking, but it was a knife, and there was some element of the knife packaging that had sort of imitated as if the thing was cut, and so it was sliced at a weird angle. And wow. you just stared at it. And you're like, "Damn, that is so clever." Yeah. And being clever is hard. I mean, that is just not something you can always force, and you just appreciate it when it happens.
0: Definitely, definitely. Wow, this has been great, Omar. I'm so happy you're here.
1: I'm happy to be here. Awesome. I hope I'm speaking into the microphone properly. <laughs>
0: It's been a good time. So my final question is. Final? My final question.
1: I'm just in a groove right now. Oh, you're
0: in a groove? Okay, then we're gonna keep going. We're gonna save that for later. Um,
1: I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I
0: know you have to go. (laughs) So, okay. What do you want your legacy to be?
1: Oh man, this is a tough one. Now we are gonna be here all night. Um, I think you just made me curious about something else to go back from another question Um, legacy is a really interesting topic and I think something that many people don't fully embrace until they're older um, and meaningfully older in particular after a certain, a few inflection points. Like one, when you have kids and then you just, that's sort of a crippling moment when you realize, you know, a lot of your life when you were a little shit, you had parents that were, you know, kind of just starting to go through what you're going through. And um, other moments I'm sure are like when you're closer to death and you and you start thinking about that. So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thought, I mean. The legacy makes me think of more so leaving the world in a better place than you found it in particular in a very small sense for my children, my family, but I don't know. I don't I'd I'd have to to give an honest answer, think about that a lot more deeply. Um because it's such an important question. Um, I think you can kind of BS your way through it and say, like, oh, you know, I want to leave the world in a better place than I found it. Um, But I will refuse to answer the question on the grounds that it is such a good one that I want to have a more thoughtful answer for it. I think, though, leaving the world in a very, here's, here's where I'm getting tripped up and being curious is a part of this. There's so many ways that you can make the world a better place, and you can do sort of jack of all trades, master of none, or you can do something very impactful. I would prefer to be focused and do it in a very impactful way on one or two small things. So one or two very like important areas to me, and whether that's just making sure that my family and my friends are, you know, I leave a legacy of excellence to them, or I do it in a much broader way. I think I want to just be impactful in whatever that is. Um, man. You stumped me.
0: I think it's a question that so many It's like many of stopping us...
1: someone in their tracks, like the why, you know, you kind of just blitz through life and the why is, is elusive sometimes. You stopped me in my tracks with that. Bared my soul on this, <laughs> damn. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I hope that we all, like, from from that question, I hope that we all take, like, take that question and really dig deep and figure out what do we want our legacy to be and how can we, you know, each day work towards making that something that actually, you know, you do leave in this world. Um, I I think the question also made me think, like, I when I was younger, I lost my brother when I was... Um, I was in sixth grade and he was a senior in high school. Oh wow. So he, it was just like literally like a very tragic, like unforeseeable um, event, and um, you know, for for him, like as as in sixth when I was in sixth grade, I'm going to his funeral and I'm hearing so many stories of him. Like he was literally known as a peacemaker. He was he was at a birthday party for five minutes and he was just talking to someone and someone was like, people were already like and they were unhappy with each other before my brother even arrived to this party, and he just so happened to be standing there. He's like literally an innocent bystander. So someone shot through the door, my brother, and he was talking to a a lovely lady um, who ended up surviving. But in general, when I, like, reflect on his life and just what I gained from it at such a young age, I'm just like, how can you make such an impression on people's – like, the the impression that he made on people's lives, like, it's just – it's crazy. Like, I still hear people talk about him. There's, like, a huge quilt at his high school for him. Like, he was just really, like – conflict resolution most peaceful most positive type of person so I would say that that's like a part of me and that's really why I am the way I am and it's why I see the world in a way where these are things that are important to me just because like you can do so much in the world but something can happen and it can change you know the way that life is for you for you for your family for everyone so I just I know for me I just want to make my mark so I'm hoping that this this podcast is a way of like Helping people to like, you know, gain inspiration to to have really powerful conversations with their community about important things like this.
1: That is a good way to actually approach that question, which is, if you're, you know, a bunch of people are 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 at your funeral and someone, you know, steps up to say something like, how are they? What are they going to say about you? And what would you like for that to be? Mm-hmm. And working backwards from there.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, it's something to something to take to take home and to think about and to reflect on and to just continue to build our lives upon, you know, legacy.
1: Legacy. That's a good name for a brand, too.
0: Hey, now, we might be on to something, Omar. Don't steal that, guys. Where can our listeners find Misen?
1: You can find uh, Misen products on our website at Misen.co, M-I-S-E-N dot C-O
0: amazing any social media that they can follow along
1: yeah all of our social handles are meason kitchen um so facebook instagram twitter um it's just meason kitchen
0: great thanks cool thanks i would love to hear from you Reach out and share more about how you're living life beyond your title at beyondmytitle at gmail.com. Follow along on social media at beyondmytitle and like, share, and subscribe to hear the latest episodes first. This podcast was brought to you by Bib Media. Born in Brooklyn, believe the hype.